By the way, Heretic Angelo says, this game of games is radio gold. I don't think I've laughed as hard during the game of games ever. Uh, by the way, David Kent, one of our fine salespeople, has texted me. He said, this game of games is so boring, I'm actually falling asleep while driving home. So there's a split decision. All right, wake up, David. Wake yeah, up, David. Wake All up. right. Hey, Sedano, I do not... Uh, and Andy's here, too. Sedano yeah. and Andy. Um, for people that don't know, um, George worked sidelines for ESPN last night on the Laker-Clipper game, a game that Michael and I did on the radio. And uh, George, I came in today, and I said... I'm not all that distraught. It would have been a fun game to win, but Phil Jackson used to say that there are certain games that are schedule losses, that if one team flies all night to get in and played the night before and the other team's been sitting around for three days, you just realize that every team has them and don't worry about it. Am I am I poo-pooing or understating the significance of the Clippers' win last night? I think you're partially right. I think that two things can be true at once. I think that... That was a big game that the Lakers blew because their chances of being a top six seed and not having to play in the play-in went from 87% with a win to now 30% with a loss. Look at you, ESPN um, stats and information. Yeah, and, uh, and so because we had that going into the game yesterday. Yeah. But, the, but it is true. They played three games in four nights. The Clippers had three days off, and that's the unfortunate part of the scheduling quirks. Right, you know? right. So, And LeBron... Looked like a guy who hadn't played uh, a back-to-back in a month in the first half, right? That, by the way, the first half, I, I know a lot of people hate plus-minus. Michael hates it. but um, Minus 20 in the first half. Yeah. yeah, the lowest number, worst number he's had since coming to the Lakers. That and means- in the second half, he scored, he had three points at halftime. In the second half, he scored 30. Yeah. Right. So he finished with 33. Right. That first half may be the worst half of basketball I've ever seen LeBron play. I mean, he looked yeah. like he was in an absolute daze. Like you were saying, he looked like somebody who hadn't played a back-to-back in a while. He when also, he was thirty, a thirty-eight-year-old who hadn't played, or a back-to-back somebody in a who'd month. been playing back-to-backs for a month straight. Like either way, he just looked exhausted. Yeah. So, in a related question, by the way, you can get that analysis on Locked On Lakers five uh, days a week. Yeah. Is there a YouTube component? There is oh, a YouTube good. component. Yeah. So last night, I I always like to do watch the national broadcast. If, you couldn't yesterday. So you were blacked out. Do you know what was on? What was on? People. Instead? Jumping on pogo sticks. Really? It was like pogo ESPN st- ate the Ocho. ES- yeah. It was like an ESPN the Ocho thing. Yeah. I I, I got a lot of messages. That, that no offense to Billy Mack and Stu, but I did get a lot of tweets going. We can't watch your game. Yeah, because it's blacked out. When it's national, I I like to get the national so, perspective. ESPN. I got a I got a text today from the Lakers saying ESPN has picked up their game on Sunday. Does that mean it's going to be blacked out? Uh, pogo stick it's, Olympics. It's yeah, <laughs> because there's only so, uh, so many. Uh, is the Sunday now? Is it on ABC or ESPN? They didn't say. Okay. If it's ABC, ES- it's not. If it's yeah. ESPN, then maybe it, it might be. Yeah. Okay. So um, Emily asked an interesting question today that I want to throw out. Um, the very convoluted question. Yeah. She had many. Convoluted oh, okay. So let let's start today. with this. Yeah. I text them. Yeah. During this thing, because. I think so. Andy called in. I think. Right? Yes, yeah, I, I, had to, I had to get this thing back on the rails right. because Emily's Emily's framing of this question—it was like a snake draft, well, non-movie stars, right? But, but by but, her definition, right? Yes. By her clarification, right? Her particular criteria—it made Bergman's game feel like a Marconi. It actually, you know did. What I mean, it I, actually did. Yeah. Well, but, but when right. I knew she was I in like trouble when someone said. Samuel L. Jackson, and she said, not a movie star. Matter of fact, Andy is wearing a Samuel L. Jackson Wait, Pulp Fiction shirt right now. Travis picked Russell Crowe. Um, Russell Crowe is a movie star. And then and then she said, no, he's not. And I said, he's won an Oscar for yeah, the best, an Oscar. best actor. 
And Russell Crowe has been on more movie posters than He's almost on anybody. Right now the the Exorcist movie is right. exorcist, starring him. The Pope's Exorcist. Pope's Exorcist produced by Jeff Katz. Jeff Katz. The the is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Um, the I mean, Gladiator is like everybody's okay. favorite movie, like in every athlete's favorite movie, yeah. basically now. Now the way I the way I frame this in calling in trying to get the thing back on the rails that mm-hmm. I think was a fair way. Could this actor or actress open a movie? that is not super IP driven. So in other words, like not a superhero movie. Right, exactly. Like, can you do that independently? Do you have a track record of doing that independently? Which is why her defining Matt Damon as not a movie star is insane. It is insane. Matt, Are you not he's clearly a movie star. Well, I, yes. I, as I mentioned to her, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were on the same podcast with Bill Simmons a couple weeks ago, and they and half the time they were talking, they were talking about how Damon's career has been better than Affleck's. Yeah. And she said, Affleck's a movie star, but Damon isn't. I mean, well, how- she had Kate Hudson as a movie star. Kate Hudson does not open a movie. Kate Hudson barely does movies. Yeah, she doesn't really do movies. Like, and then she allowed, and and the woman I'm about to name, she's a terrific actress, but she allowed Margot Martindale. I'm like, on no planet is she a movie star. She claimed any- Margot Martindale as a movie she star. She was. You were allowed no, to draft her. She said she was. You were allowed to draft her. She like was she's the, a tier the below. Tier below. Yeah, There's, but she is one of those people that's in almost everything that of people course. don't know her name. But you got to go like seven tiers down before you hit the level of movie star where Margot Martindale, who most people don't know who she is, right. qualifies. Again, she's terrific. That's not my point. But it was just, it, really what the game was. Actors or actresses Emily likes versus <laughs> actors and actresses yeah, Emily yes. doesn't it's like. It's exactly right. It's exactly. I didn't understand the premise for the whole thing. I just heard, you know, Kate Hudson's not going to open a movie. I love, oh. uh, she was great and almost famous and all that stuff, but I think that's the last thing I saw her in. No, she probably She's did been a couple you, of you saw How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the one with McConaughey, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. McConaughey. Now, McConaughey's a movie star. Yeah, was he not in the on her list? Nobody, I, nobody took him. Oh. He didn't come up. I didn't understand the whole all thing. All right, all right, all right. I, I didn't understand the whole thing. I didn't get it either. I was listening in the car, and I was like, "What is going on here? Like, yeah. what is this game?" The thing about her too is, and I don't mean to speak ill of her, but I mean, but you will. She thinks she has the right answer to everything. Like, she's so certain. She's that authoritative. She's right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then and she's doing the right job. But yeah. she's yeah. she's missing on a lot of things. I just <laughs> yeah. want to say. Well, I heard her get on you about food the other day. Yeah, I mean, they apparently own the rights to talking about food. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. We did, we mentioned a couple of food things, yeah. and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we're stealing their act. I mean, seriously, it's food. I mean, first of all, anybody who's been doing the talk radio format at, at any time in their life has been talking about food. Exactly. Mount Rushmore food. Mount yeah. Rushmore food. Literally, how many times have you been in a studio before Emily was born that you were talking about food because somebody brought you food? Right, they delivered it yes. and we talked about it. <laughs> I pointed that out, actually. You guys have been doing this show longer than Emily's been alive. Correct. Yeah. Emily's so, 25. We've been doing this for 30 years. There is, there's frankly not a lane you don't own yeah, exactly. at this point. We've been in, we've swerved everywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to ask you about the St. Louis thing. Um, Hey, sure. Jorge, uh, pull up that Ali Marmol thing. Uh, Andy's from St. Louis. So Ali Marmol, the new manager of the Cardinals, did something that I don't think Dave Roberts or Sean McVay or even Darvin Ham would do. Yeah. One of his players, a guy named Tyler O'Neill, mm-hmm. was rounding third and Marmol didn't think he was hustling. Thought he dogged it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was some confusion from the third base coach as to whether or not he was going to send him or not. Right. So 
O'Neill is arguing vehemently with the media and anybody who will listen that he did not dog it. But they asked Marmol about it after the game, and he said this. Yeah, we got a lot of guys playing really hard. That's not our style of play as far as the, the effort around in the bag there. Um, it's unacceptable. Yeah. That's pretty clear, right? All right, good. Bottom line is that's not his judgment. That's why we have a coach standing over there. Your efforts uh, 100% until you're told not to. Yeah. All right. Smart as a Cardinal fan, smart or stupid to call out one of your own guys? I mean, it depends on the reason you're calling somebody out. I mean, it sounds like there had been confusion about whether or not to go. So that's part of your effort. I, honestly, this guy I think is just overcompensating for being named Ollie Marmel. By the way, I don't know. Ollie is like not a strong name. No, no Ollie. It's, it. What? A, could you respect anybody named Ollie Marmel? That's not the last Marmel. name. That sounds like a curb your enthusiasm yeah, character. One the, yeah, one of the golf pros I play at the course where I play is is named Oliver. We all call him Ollie, but his last name is Dunn. Like, that's a good name, Ollie, Ollie Dunn. Marmel? Yeah, Ollie Marmel Ollie sounds Marmel. like uh, somebody from uh, Harry Potter or, yeah. uh, you know, one of those movies. So, Tell you what, around here we call people out yeah. all the time. Yeah, we do, like right now. So, Mace, I got a bunch of tweets uh, while I was on vacation. Oh, I meant yeah? to bring this up. That said, hey, what's up with your boy Mason picking on your guy Levitard? What did you say about Levitard? I, I love Levitard. I said the opposite. No, oh, oh, it oh, was me. Was, uh, oh, it was Ireland you. Was oh, was I, felt, I felt that Dan... This was about Stephen A. Smith. He had oh, Stephen A. Smith on his podcast, and he said, to and him, he said I hate what you've, you've done, done to, to television. television. Right. And Stephen A. said, well, who are you to say that? Because you've done a lot to, to bring down, to dumb down television. And the pot was gone. And so I sided with Stephen A. I just, oh. I, I actually he sided, sided with Levitard. Levitard. Oh, then it's you then I have the issue with. They yeah. said it was you. No, uh, no. I, I'm a big Levitard fan. And I Because they said that one of you said he's not even a journalist anymore. He's a podcast. Mason said that. Well, I did say that. Yeah. He is, I mean, he hosts a talk show. I mean, show. He, he's an emeritus at the Miami Herald. I, I know, but he's he a He can talk, write whenever he wants. He's a talk show host. Right. right. I listen to right. his podcast but you know, he hear, thinks, the, hear the goofing around in the front. Right, but sure. you know, Dan thinks of himself as a journalist. Right. The guys around him are the rodeo he's, not doing he's got with, like seven cappies but he's not doing what Stephen a is where it's like you take that side i'll take this side we'll argue to the death right that's what he's talking about i heard the podcast that dan and Stephen a did together i didn't hear whatever Stephen a said after um but i heard them arguing about it on the on their podcast yeah that's what we played okay that and, argument and i mean dan is right i love Stephen a i saw him yesterday but dan is right like it basically became no nuanced conversation yeah, dan, dan's yeah. on the money it right. is i mean we've done first yeah take. We've, we've filled in on first take and a they're lot. like you take that side i'll take this side now let's yell at each and other and they ask you can you take that side they do like yeah. you know can you i did it for years take yeah. that side yeah and you and you can because you, you do need that content. before around the horn or just let it rip no we just let it rip i mean we nobody the, says you have to take this no alternative no view. no what they do on around the horn is we do a conference call in the morning right which, uh, on the west coast like seven in the morning bro yeah. it's like come on man i'm barely awake <laughs> right um but the they make us kind of not hash it out, but just give us a summary of how we think. Right. And it doesn't matter if we all agree. That's fine. Now, they may take something out if we all four panelists agree. Right. And move on to something else. But as long as one person like legitimately feels strongly about the other side, they will keep a topic in. Have you guys heard that commercial that's running on our air about, um, I, I don't even know what it's for. Maybe, Greg, you might know, but they it's, a, it's an ad for something. And they say... Um, 
what would happen if two sports talk show hosts agreed? Oh, I've heard this. And, uh, it's hilarious. And then they say two guys going, well, I think this. Well, I think this. Wait a minute. I think we think the same thing. Yeah. yeah. What do we do now? Yeah. But, but yeah. I will I will say this. I'll give Stephen A credit for this because that what sport what they did on first take then uh, TV news copied all that oh, stuff, yeah. basically, after the fact. The confrontational, yeah, yeah. pit people against yeah. each other. So I, listen. Well, I mean, this is going back, if you go back 30 years on CNN, they had crossfire. Right. 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 I mean, PTI came before first take. Well, but PTI, PTI is not as argumentative. It's, right, but, it's right, but first, ta- right. first take, though, is the next logical step right. in the attention economy. Because I, the I, guy I, we I, had on, that you, he was paid... To argue with Hannity on Combs, CNN, Alan Combs. Alan Combs, he passed Combs. away, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he would come on, and and, uh, and he never had it. He had no chance. None. Yeah, none. And none. He would just. None. He was like. He, he was like the punching bag. He, he was, was. He said. He, he goes. He was like. He the goes. Thanks for having. He goes. Like thanks for having the, the professional punching bag. Oh, yeah. and, on. and taking this full circle, John Stewart years ago went on with uh, the guy you just named, Combs? Uh, Alan Combs, Combs and uh, Tucker Carlson, and told them that they were ruining news coverage yeah that, right. like this style of debate so basically john stewart broke the ground for dan lebitard to complain what, about Stephen what a. I, smith what i would say though about Stephen a whether you love him or hate him um first of all he works his ass off yeah, right that guy might be the hardest ring guy i've ever seen I, incredible okay like he is a freaking machine so and by the way the players the coaches the executives no matter what they say, they're watching and listening to what he says. Well, the other thing is... I'll st- give him a ton of credit for Your very first line was, whether you love him or hate him. Right. That's the whole thing. Right. Whether you, you either love him or you hate him, right. and that's what every well, great personality is. Howard yeah. Cosell, every bit of research they did on him was 75% of the audience yeah. hated him. Yeah. And that was his popularity. Right. Because everybody wanted to tune in to see what he was going to say next. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and then well, you're like off and running. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Same yeah. thing. So I, I love Stephen A., uh, but I think Dan, again, two things can be true at once. Correct. Dan could be right about, hey, you, you took nuance out of the sports Well, he also said, too, part of the problem is the people, because Stephen A.'s popularity, first with Skip Bayless, now the current version of right. First Take, it spawned imitators. And he's oh, like, no question. The problem is none of them are as good the as you, Stephen A. Not as good. Correct. Right. Exactly. Right. The water, he was more complaining about the watered-down version of Stephen A right. than Stephen A himself. There, what, we're a lot, there's a lot of Stephen B's. Yes. yes. So what, what are you, what are you yeah. going to argue about today? Do you have a good argument planned for the uh, Shadano We don't, show? actually. We're just going to, you know, we're going to get knee-deep into the Lakers today. Are you, yeah, I may even take calls. No. Yeah. Well, you better hope Bergman's not producing. Yeah, he's show. not. He's not. Yeah. I may even take, Laura's, Laura, get ready. I may take calls today. Whoa. When was the last time that. you took calls? I mean, it's been a long time, right? I've tried to get him, but you know, it's been a long time. I mean, easy. Well, we had. We what about McMenamin? No, we got McMenamin on. No, McMenamin today. What we, about uh, Nick? Uh, no, our, Bla- our Dodger Nick guy, Friedel? Blake Harris. He's our guy. I love the Blake Harris. He's story. good. He's great. He's really good. Yeah. You read his Substack? I do. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Cappy guy. won't subscribe. He's too cheap. Yeah, it's fifty I, bucks for the year. Fifty bucks for the year is a good deal. Well, he figures you're doing. That's it. less than five bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. And Cappy won't do it. He's that cheap. <laughs> Kid comes on the show every week. Gives us great How information. How old is Blake Harris? He's got to be like late 20s, early 30s. Oh, so kid. Yeah. 
Not not kid kid. No, he's like a child though, compared to me. Compared to you. Yeah, right. and definitely Certainly you guys compared to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, lots of stupidity. Lot of calls, maybe. Maybe some calls. We may. Oh, well, the last time we took calls to, uh, we had a guy named Kitty Cat call in, and he drove me nuts. And I was like, we're done taking calls. Well, you yeah. know, you can always hang up on him. I know, but I actually liked fighting with him. It was yeah. that. It was good. We should take your call tomorrow. A call? I, wait, it's Friday. Oh, wait. Open line oh, Friday. Wait, wait, don't oh, no. you have a thing where you can now take calls? But no, Mason and Bergman don't like calls and don't like guests. Right. So when Mason's not here, I shove them down. Bergman's but wait, throat. but didn't you didn't you say you you cut you had an agreement? I thought I heard this a few yeah, weeks when, ago. Yeah. When Mason wasn't here. Oh, when Mason's yeah. not here, oh, you yeah, can take. Oh yeah, Open phones, America. Okay. Yeah. Open. No, tomorrow, Bergman, we're gonna take a call. One call at two oh o'clock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one call at two o'clock. Is it just a random call or whoever's the first caller? Kitty cat. No, somebody who's good. And You're, that and that person, no, the first caller at 2 o'clock, and they get to get open phones, whatever they want to talk about. Okay, Ooh, there you go. Two o'clock. At 2 o'clock. Close it at 2 o'clock. I'm going to open up the phones. And whoever the first, first caller. Yeah, Mason just literally just closes his eyes and yep. picks the button. Picks the button. Yeah, I like it. Let's whatever it. pops up. All right, coming up next for you, lots <laughs> of stupidity and other stuff. Maybe some calls uh, as they oh. dig into the Lakers a little calls. bit here. Shadano and Cap Show. Andy sitting in today. Maybe Marcellus will show up. Clip City, Chi- Clipper City, Chipper That's City. Uh, We'll see you back here tomorrow at 1, Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Lakers locked on Lollapalooza. I like that, actually. I feel like that would be a good name for it. Five days a week, it does kind of feel like a Lollapalooza, to be honest. There you go. So there you have it. Welcome in, Andy Kamenetsky. Good to see you again. Yeah. Yesterday was brief. Yes, I had to run. Now I'm back. And, you know, when I come into these studios, I always wonder... Who's watching these things that are on these televisions? Like, for example, behind me. I don't know what this is. Um, it looks like a sports business show. Mm. Um, I recognize one guy in the middle. His name is Rick Haro. I worked with him many, many years ago at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, but it's some sort of Bally's thing. Was there? Why is Bally Sports on? on um, probably, I don't know. Not hmm. the Lakers are on Spectrum. Maybe the so. Clippers. Replay? Can we blame the morning show? I don't know. But I don't know what's happening here. But they're playing pickleball. This is this yeah. is pickleball, yeah. and they were showing the owner of I didn't realize this St. Louis's pickleball team, the St. Louis Shock. Oh, okay, there you go. We apparently have uh, my hometown has a team. Shockingly, uh, so let's talk about this game yesterday. Whew. 
All right, so I mentioned earlier that if they won, they would have had, the Lakers, that is, would have had an 87% chance of being a top six team. The Clippers at the moment have a 90% chance of being a top, top six team because they won. The Lakers now at a 30%. So they need some help, certainly. Not to say that it, it you know, 30% is not a small number, um, but it's not a good number in no. this scenario. When you have a 57% swing, that's not good. If you were playing poker and you thought your hand was a 30% dog, you're not out of it, but you're not thrilled with where you sit. Correct. Correct. So I look at this and I say to myself, let's just kind of be real about this team for a second. What do you think this team is, Andy? I think they are a team that if they stay healthy – and everybody, top to bottom on the roster, is available. I think they are good enough to hang with anybody. I think they are not good enough to necessarily scare anybody. Can they win four rounds is the question. Man, I don't know if LeBron and AD can stay healthy for four rounds. That's my question, too. I mean, like, that's when I say, like, what are they? That's part of what they are. Like, they are, their only consistency is inconsistency. It's one. Here's what makes them, I guess, promising or terrifying for Laker fans, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. When everybody is present and accounted for and playing at their level, they're a legit team. And this roster makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. well constructed. They're good. And I don't think it's a mirage that they're good. You cannot bank on LeBron, AD, hell, even D'Angelo Russell. For four rounds, I'm not saying it's impossible to happen. Well, can I tell? Bank on. Can I tell you what's going on with D'Angelo Russell? I don't know how public this is, but it was told to us by the coach yesterday. So, like, I asked him, and we, you know, I'm assuming, you know, I'm not assuming. I know it's on the records. I said, "What's the status of D'Angelo Russell in our meeting?" And he told me that D'Angelo Russell has calluses on his feet, uh, a previous thing that he had prior to arriving, and there is an infection. Ooh. And the medication that he was on previously was not um, working working properly, so they have got him on some new medication Ooh. to try to deal with that. That sounds incredibly painful so to play what, through. I'm saying that because, remember yesterday, we were talking about Lakers Twitter and sometimes how I love them, and sometimes I'm like, <laughs> bro, what are you guys doing? Um, there was a lot of chatter, which Ramona dismissed, about the agent holding right. him back and all that. Well, now I can tell you with a thousand percent assurance that has nothing to do with Look, it. Look, if his agent was actually holding him back in yeah. some game of four-dimensional chess... That's a terrible play because the team that has the best ability to actually give D'Angelo the best contract is the Lakers. So you want to make sure you're actually making your present employer happy Yeah. if you want to put yourself in the best chance to get paid. Yeah, so agreed. But this team, I don't know what this team is. Now, look, when I look at the rest of the Western Conference, I don't really know what the rest of that, you know, those teams are either, to be honest with you. Because, yeah, Denver's been good, but they've not been so good lately. And, you know... there's nobody in the West. They're not unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination, and no one in the West is unbeatable. That's the thing. Maybe Phoenix is the closest thing to it. But you want to talk about small sample size. We've Sure. Well, I could also tell you, though, that Kevin Durant, whether it's Phoenix or not, has only lost three games since Thanksgiving. No, I get that. I mean, that's a a pretty daunting statistic. Look, he's Kevin Durant. Yeah. He's great. But Kevin Durant has been on teams that have lost before. Sure. But if if you had to... If you had to bet the house on it right now and you had to pick one team in the Western Conference, who would it be? Because it'd be Phoenix for me right now. I would now. still take Denver. Really? It would actually And be- I've been the Denver I've been on the no. Denver bandwagon all year. I 
I saw Phoenix, honestly, even before Durant got hurt again, I saw Phoenix as more of a next-year team because I just wasn't sure that they would have enough time. I don't love the roster beyond the top four, and even then you have to start taking into account Chris Paul's mileage and the issues he often has with injuries in the playoffs. This, this has been a recurrent thing for Chris Paul. And DeAndre Ayton's solid, but he's not somebody that's going to scare you. I mean, he's good. He's a good player. Yeah. I mean, he was the third best player on a team that went to a finals. No, I, I get so, that. But yeah. he's not But he's not going to scare you. There's a difference. Right. But I think, what, here's what I would say. When I look at the West, okay, I look at Phoenix, and yes, I'm with you. They don't have the depth. There's no question. When you're having, like Terrence Ross, a decent buyout addition or whatever, but that, that's, you know, when you're depending on Josh Okogie, you yeah. know, and those types of players, like I get it. I get the questions there. But Kevin Durant is so good that all those other guys become so much better, including Devin Booker, yeah. who's already incredible. Oh, look. Um, and and DeAndre, and it alleviates Chris Paul, too, to some extent. Look, I get why everybody has them as the team to beat. I'm right. not even arguing against that as ridiculous. I'm just saying I would still go Denver. Okay, so how many teams are we taking before you say, before you get to the Lakers? Let's do it this way, Ooh. okay? Before you, I tell you, the I'm going to say... Team X is a championship contender, and you tell me how many teams do I got to get to before I get to the Lakers? All right, you said Denver, yeah, right? Phoenix, yeah, I'll take Phoenix before the Lakers is what I'm saying. Barely before, but sure. Okay, Memphis, no. Okay, so we still have two. Sacramento, no, no. Okay, the Golden State Warriors, no. Really, even with Andrew Wiggins coming back, they can't until I can see them actually win games on the road. Do you know that when they're starting five plays with Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, Draymond, Stephen Clay? Do you know that they're a plus twenty-two per hundred possessions? Do know, I do know that. That would be like the most incredible starting five in the history of the sport. I know that, but they've also been god awful on the road, right. and they they have not looked the part this year. They just haven't. I, I get it, but you know, I feel like nobody, and, and in particular the right. Lakers, if they play against the Warriors, the Lakers have been beating them all year. Correct, but I. I don't know how many times all they've all played at, at equal strength. Like there's that. Um, I think there was that. There was once. I think that that happened. Um, but but the Lakers were probably missing okay, someone too. The Clippers. Okay, this is what's really crazy about the Clippers. I don't know if I consider the Clippers a better team in a vacuum to win a championship than the Lakers. Oh, I do. Well, I was gonna say. If the Lakers and the Clippers, though, end up in a series against There's, each other... The, the Lakers can't win that series. I don't think they can. They're not better than them. <laughs> they're not. They're not better than them. And, and the I mean, you can't lose 11 straight no. and whatever it is, 38 out of the last 44, whatever the hell it is. Every, it, you know, it's just top. about every weakness the Lakers have, the Clippers are able to exploit. The Clippers are a terrible matchup for the Lakers and have been for a while. Right. That's the reality of it. Yeah. Now, listen, I know that Laker fan is listening right now. We've got 17 championships. We won one in 2020, and they didn't win anything. They've only been to one conference finals. All those things are true. I, I give you all that. There's no question. But right now, in 2023, the year of the Lord, okay? <laughs> that, that doesn't matter. It continues to be the, Lo the Los Angeles Clippers are a better team right now. Yes. And they are better than the Lakers right now. They're better, but also they're just, they're a terrible matchup Correct. for the Lakers. Like, it's both things. Even, even if you think Phoenix is better than the Lakers, I can find ways that the Lakers can exploit certain mismatches against Phoenix and that they can find advantages against Phoenix. Like, I think they're going to have a difficult time with AD, particularly if Aiton gets into any foul trouble at all. 
it is really difficult for the Lakers to try to offset the the mismatches the Clippers have against them. They just the Clippers are a terrible match. I mean, for, them. for this, I, listen for all the talk about and and I get it. It, it's true, okay? The Lakers played three games or three games in four nights. The Clippers had three nights off. I get it. It's the eleven in a row. Clippers are also playing without Paul George. Yeah, it's eleven in a row. I mean, Russell Westbrook in the first quarter looked like Russell Westbrook, the MVP of twenty seventeen. Dude, he looked like he was playing a revenge game for himself, like a revenge game for THT for the revenge game THT yeah. didn't get the. I night mean, you before. saw he pointed at LeBron. Oh, he was <laughs> when he hit that shot, the mid range jumper. He was going scorched freaking earth. Yeah, and then he he started to settle down and tie. To his credit, yeah. said, okay, it's time yeah. to say <laughs> It's enough. <laughs> right. And he only played 21 minutes. And here's the thing. When when Westbrook went to the team, Cappy and I were having this conversation, and I said he's going to fit way better with the Clippers because they don't need him. Mm-hmm. He can play a role of 20 to 25 minutes, and that's that he'll be fine. And then everyone after a week was screaming at me, oh, you see, he's playing 30-something minutes, and he's finishing games. And I'm like, that's for now. They're going to give him every opportunity until they realize – until they make him realize, hey, we can't have this. And then everything starts to cater back to where they are going to want to put him, which is 20 to 25 yeah, I mean, the, the fit is obviously better with the Clippers. Like, I had questions about whether or not it was worth the effort to try to make it fit. Because but my, it is? Sure. I mean, Russell Westbrook, you will, you will agree, he's not exactly somebody you just drop into your team and say, go. Right, but it's worked so far. It's yeah. worked of late. It has been better of late. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to open the phones. I have just nice. unlocked the phones. Ooh. I want to hear where you think these Lakers are, who they are, what their ceiling is, and are you ready to just admit what Andy and I said, which is the Clippers are just a really bad matchup for them. They're really bad. And they're better than them. Okay? This year in the year of the Lord, 2023, they are better than them. So we are. Go- I have not taken a phone call on this show in months. And we're, we're going to test this out. Bergman is here, ready to laugh at all of you with your bad calls. So we're going to open them up right now at 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Don't let Bergman win. Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We're back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Callista Flockhart was the actress, right? Harrison Ford's wife, where this became like a real pop culture thing on her TV show, Ally McBeal? No, because this became a pop culture thing before that with Reservoir Dogs. Ooh. That's right. This I didn't remember the timeline of which was first. Yeah. I thought it was the Ally McBeal thing with the baby that they did there. Yeah, this had a resurgence in 92 with Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Uh, Andy, apparently there are tweets that already love my conversation today. Yeah. Yeah, who are the tweets from? Well, uh, Gusto at SadClown1597 says, this is, quote, another show filled with Lakers negativity from Miami Lame. Okay, so let me start with this. A, you're not clever. Uh, B, <laughs> let's start with the fact that what would you like me to do? Okay. Do you want me to sit here 
and pat you on the ass and be like, oh, it's going to be okay, baby. It's okay just because they lost 11 in a row to the other team across the hall. It's going to be just fine. Patting on the ass for that just feels inappropriate. It's going to be just fine. Do you want me to burp you too like a baby? Oh, <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's not okay. They've lost 11 in a row. That's embarrassing, dude. Like, no, no, wait. Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You, I just started telling you. Yes, you have 17 championships. You're the. I say this all the time. You're the crown jewel no, of the it's NBA. It's never going to be a Clippers town. No. It will never be. But let's deal in reality right. here, okay? And the reality is this team right now is inconsistent at best. And we can talk about, yeah, since the trade deadline or the all-star break and all that. Sure, but at the end of the day, nobody knows what they're going to get out of here, out of this particular team. Nobody. Okay? There are a lot of variables. Now, that's the only thing in their favor at the moment, is that there are so many freaking variables. So if you want honesty, I'm here for that. If you don't, go find some Lakers podcast, unlike Andy's, who gives you the real stuff, Locked on Lakers, of Five course. Five days a week. Correct. Of on honesty. YouTube as well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can uh, see the honesty or hear the but honesty. But you can find some homerific Lakers podcast that'll tell you that, that you know, it's, uh, you know, rainbows and sunshine when it's not I, that's fine. Go listen to that then. I'm not going to give you that because I'm going to tell you what I think. You either going to you either going to agree or disagree and that's fine, but the the name calling, eh, it's just not even clever. Like if at least you were funny, I'd laugh about <laughs> it, but it wasn't even funny. No. If you're asking me if I think this new Laker team since the trade deadline is a legit team and a legit roster, the answer is yes. Sure. I, I do think they If are they would have had team. this roster from the beginning, yeah. they would be a top four team. Absolutely. But the problem is, when you had 23 games left in the season, you've put yourself behind the damn eight ball. Yes. The, the runway that they're dealing with is short, but that's also aside from the Clipper matchup. Like... I don't even know if the Clippers are more likely to win a championship than the Lakers necessarily, especially when we don't know what's going to happen with Paul George. But the fact remains, in a series against the Clippers, I'd probably be more nervous about the Lakers than anybody else they'd play. I would be more nervous about the Lakers playing the Clippers in a series than the Suns, even if I think the Suns are better, just because the recent history against the Clippers is so one-sided. Dude, it's like 30-something out of like 40. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? I mean, and look, at least let's just do recent history. Ty Lue has never lost to the Lakers. Like, what are we talking about here? He is taking that coaching slight and the cake, the cake the that cake. he bought yeah. and he wasted. The cake. It was a nice cake. It was a really nice cake. It was apparently. nice. He's taking that seriously. It was a very nice cake. Laura, who should I take here? Take one. Take one. Ronnie? Is that his name? Are you Ronnie? I am Ronnie Sedano. All right, what's Mr. up? Sedano. Let's go. Calls. Don't let Bergman win, okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> how, how, how are you guys? T no, just kidding. No, I think as long as the Lakers figure out how to free up AD and run sets con consistently where they can match him up on smaller guys or correct cuts out of double teams you know we can maybe win a round or two but if we're gonna stick stick with this like lebron pounding the ball for about 10 seconds and then dipping it off to the corner and giving it to ad at the top of the key you know we'll be out in one round uh here, here's what i would add ronnie and thank you for the call is that i'm a, i'm agreeing with you we talked about this yesterday you me and ramona andy 
is that if if Anthony Davis is not the best player on this team, this team has zero chance of winning a championship. Is that fair? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we are all in agreement with that. But I would say this. I talked to some people yesterday, right, about Anthony Davis. And what they said to me was this. Sometimes the problem with AD is he almost like gets too down on himself when things don't go right, right? Like he wants to be perfect so many, so like every time out that when things start to go south a little bit, that it, it sometimes it's tough to correct the course. You know what I'm saying? Like he wants to do right so bad, you know, like he wants to win. He wants to make every play uh, and, and, and be perfect on every play, make winning plays every single time that when things aren't going his way, he may get down on himself a little bit and the coaches and the teammates and everyone have to kind of bring him out of that funk. Well, here's the thing too with AD. He is well aware that the proverbial baton was already supposed to be passed to him by now. Like he knows yeah. he was supposed to have been right. the definitive guy. Correct. Like the the engine of the metaphorical car yeah. that LeBron is steering, but it's really AD that's the power. He knows this. Yes. And he knows that at this point, he hasn't been that guy consistently. And he knows what's at stake if he doesn't become that guy. Like, it affects the future of the Lakers moving forward. He knows all this. All right, let's go to another caller. So far, Ronnie, you did not let Bergman win. Bergman That's hates, the most important thing with Ber- all this. Bergman hates callers. We're going to prove to Bergman that callers are fine. At least we think. We're going to go just fine. We don't even say good. No. Like, just fine. Just be fine. Okay? Alex... Don't let Bergman win. What do you got? No worries. Bergman's not winning today. Good, sir. Uh, I agree. I think it's a chemistry thing with the team. Uh, if we stay healthy, we have, you know, obviously talent on it. We can perform. We can do the matchups. But I think it's a chemistry at the trade, dead, trade deadline that's a little too late to get us all the way to the finish line. We might make the Western Conference Finals because the West Coast is wide open. If we do somehow, by chance, stay healthy, get the chemistry right, and make it to the finals, it doesn't matter because it's either going to be Milwaukee, Boston, that's going to probably take it over and win it at the end of the day. Yeah, look, the East is just really damn good. Now, the only thing the West has going for it is they only have to play one of those teams. Right. right? You spend less time just yeah. beating yourself up right. in the West and the East. This is the, the narrative has flipped, right? Where for 20 years, it was the West had to beat itself up and the East had the easy advantage. There were a couple times we thought it had flipped. We right. thought it had like equaled itself out. Both conferences no. were the same. No. 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 This year, though, it has flipped. The yeah. East is better. Yes. And the top three teams in the East are better than anybody in the West when you look at them record-wise and the way their roster is complete. Which is why, I mean, for real, as much as we're talking about Lakers versus Clippers and the Clippers of late absolutely owning them yes, and the concerns that you have about this team, yeah. assuming they're in the playoffs, yeah. they have a legit shot in the playoffs yes. to go some rounds. They do. I, I'll say this. I look at that Clippers team. Ty Lue... <sighs> If I'm looking at the if I'm looking at the Western Conference head coaches, okay? Of all the teams in the top 10, if I had to play a series and I'm not trying to be disrespectful here to a man who has four championships. I know where you're about to go. But Ty Lu to me is the best tactician of all the coaches in that top 10 or 11 if we include Dallas. He's 
he is really good at getting the most out of whoever he has. Yeah. Like I I would whether you think like Steve Kerr should get the nod just because of everything he's accomplished whatever. I don't think anybody is get is better at just taking the roster that he has yes. and squeezing the absolute most out of it and Correct. figuring out what to do with it. Correct. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Josh is listening on the stream. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Bergman, I'll buy your pelts on for a thousand dollars. You guys have already you guys have already hit the uh, the nail on the head. Where AD goes, the Lakers go. And right now, and and Andy just pointed out, he's not a, 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 an alpha. He's a he's a type B guy. I mean, sorry to say, but next week, next year, you guys are gonna have the same problems about LeBron getting older. AD, what are you gonna do with him? He's gonna be inconsistent, and that's just been the key word. You guys in the college is that consistency and inconsistency. Where is it? There is a lot of inconsistency. Um, and when I was told that yesterday, um, you know, when I was talking about AD with somebody within the organization, and they were like, you know, he just he's tough on himself, right? Was the phrase they kept using. And I can, you know, I never really thought of it that way. Like you always think, of course, these guys, they're professionals, they're perfectionists, they're, you know, they have, they've, they're, they've reached the mountaintop, right? But I never, you know, you you rarely, like, you always kind of put this on the back burner, like, the psychological effect of it, of, like, I got to be great every time out. And sometimes, like, that burden is tough. Like, you can kind of get in your own head a little bit with that burden. Well, Powell used to get in his head a lot. Right. I mean, it, it's hard to be the number two on a, a team with championship aspirations or deep playoff run aspirations, being the number two next to somebody who is an unquestioned all-time great, like Powell with Kobe ad with lebron it's not always easy no it's not drew is in la drew what do you got don't let bergman win <laughs> no, i got you i got you man so what i was thinking is like if the lakers are losing to the clippers so bad wouldn't it kind of be good for us i mean to lose as much so that when it actually counted like we'd actually win kind of like when the niners so you're saying like like Rams. like you just like the law of averages eventually you got to win one you know Exactly like how the Dodgers on the San Diego Padres, and then when it mattered, right, the, the Padres won a short series. The, right. the problem is you can't schedule that. Yeah, right, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like right now, um, if if it stays true to form, um, I believe the well, the Lakers are seven right now, and the Clippers are sixth. Um, so I, I guess technically they're uh, they're fifth actually right now because they have the tiebreaker on Golden State. So. I'm trying to see. No, yeah. So the only way the Lakers would see the Clippers, if everything stayed the same, it would take this. It would take the Clippers at five. The Lakers would have to, if they lost like the first play-in game and then dropped to the eight line, that's when they would potentially see the Clippers in a second round. Um, but if, let me tell you something. If I were the Clippers, don't you want to be the sixth seed? I bet you everyone is looking at Sacramento and going, oh, we need them. You know, Sacramento, by the way, can still catch Memphis. Yeah, they it, can. It doesn't get talked Two about Two games, a lot. but it's tough. It's tough. It, it's going to be really hard. Like, basically, Memphis needs to lose both games. They do. And yeah. Sacramento needs, needs to win to. out. Laker fans yeah. root like hell tomorrow. Yeah. Sacramento's playing Golden State. Yeah. But I have a feeling the Clippers are going to size up, try to size up Sacramento. And by the way, I'm sure the Warriors are trying to do the same thing. Oh, you know what, though, I think is really interesting about Sacramento? Yeah. Because they are clearly the team that everybody, like, that's the narrative. Everybody wants them. There's going to be a weird psychology, though, against them if you fall behind. So Mike Breen and I were talking about this yesterday and, and Mark Jackson on the broadcast about, like, you know, that place hasn't seen a playoff game in 16 years. That first game 
is going to be really well, emotional. The thing there. is, too, if you play them, everybody is expecting you to beat them. Right. So you may walk in feeling less pressure, but if you fall behind at all, you're in trouble. All of a sudden, you become the team that can't beat the one everybody was dropping right. to get to. Yeah, a hundred percent. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. So far, guys. You've not let Bergman That's the win. most important thing. The calls have been pretty good, actually, I would say. Uh, but first, we'll get to you. We'll continue those conversations in a second. Also, coming up next, um, apparently LeBron got into a back and forth with a fan yesterday. I want to touch on that, too. Let's get into that. Like you. And I stand by. Just a smidge out of your range. Like you. Oh my life. Whoa. I like Come it. Come on now. With I can you, dig deep. With your chest. Yeah. There you no. go. Chew. And way too. The highest parts, whenever you try to do that stuff, that's when you go softest. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song, man. Um, by the way, I have not had a Twinkie in easily 20 years. Um, but I will tell you that. I preferred Little Debbie snacks to host this snacks personally. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, because a lot of the hostess ones were like the same snack, like a chocodile. That's just a Twinkie with chocolate. Correct. Um, the Ding Dong, eh, eh, yeah, not great. Yeah, Little Debbie had a lot of those different cakes. Yeah. Now they were the cake masters, the Swiss cake roll. Yes, that yes, thing. Was, that was like. Now that was like. A good Twinkie that was chocolate. And now that I think about it, too, like I just said, the Ding Dong was, eh. The Hostess Cupcake, just an inverted Ding Dong. Yeah. Yeah. Not that good. No. I got to be honest with you. So, um, so yesterday, I'm sure you've seen this video, right, of LeBron getting into it with some fan. Now, it seemed like the way I was, he was mouthing, uh, I could read LeBron's lips and says, the guy must have been getting on him about winning a championship, and he's pointing at his finger and saying, I got you one. And then the guy's, I guess, saying like the one in 2020 because it was in the bubble doesn't count. That's what that's what it seemed like trying to read lips. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm just like, bro, what what are you doing there? Like, what possesses you in that si- look, I get that fan is short for fanatic. I do. But what possesses you to have that conversation on the floor? Well, especially, too, when you're doing that in... He's wearing a Kobe jersey. Right. So, unspoken, if unless it was actually said, unspoken, though, is you didn't get as many as Kobe. You're not Kobe. And you know what? LeBron ain't Kobe. You're right. LeBron will never mean to this organization what Kobe did. Because I, I remember when they brought in LeBron... There were a lot of Laker fans, you know, who were diehard Kobe fanatics who weren't wild about the idea of LeBron being here. Oh, no, I know. And, and But possibly, in their minds, overshadowing Kobe's legacy with the organization. I remember Come telling on. fans, like, stop. This is ridiculous. That will never I mean, but it's ridiculous. Happen. First of all, he's coming here in his th- late right. mid to late 30s. I'm like, he would have to win like six or seven championships in a row right. to even start to do that. The of first course. person to tell you that would be LeBron. Right. Don't be the, you're not Kobe. Like, that's, that's an impossible standard to hold him to, but it's also a pointless one. And you look like an ingrate. Like, I'll be the first to admit, so far the LeBron era has been underwhelming. It's been underwhelming, and it's been weird. And if LeBron ends up with just one championship, it's going to feel underwhelming compared to what everybody, I think, was hoping for when he came in. 
But one championship still matters. Like, you don't bleep on that championship because it's only one. Or, right. Or because and, it was in a bubble. And by the way, I can make the case that the bubble was pro- – I mean, you talk to some guys, and they'll tell you the, they wanted to get out of the bubble so fa- so bad that they couldn't hack it in there. No, the only person who liked it was Jimmy Butler because he's a weirdo, and he right. started a coffee yeah, empire. He, he did. He did. He is a weirdo, and he did start a coffee empire. But, like, it – I know there are fans that start feeling disconnected from that championship because they weren't with it. Right. It was they, we weren't able to be there. We, there was no parade. But like, like, right. Remember, they they did that, and LeBron more than anybody put this on his shoulders. They did that to honor Kobe. Correct. Like that was very much a mission statement. We are winning this for Kobe. So when you turn around and throw the "You're not Kobe" at LeBron because you only have one championship, you're actually crapping on the championship that they won to honor Kobe. Right. That's don't, a fair just point. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, what are you doing? And do we remember what it was like before LeBron came here? It wasn't pretty. Lean times. It wasn't pretty. Right? Lean. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I actually liked the young core that they had. But they weren't going anywhere. You never know. You, you never know. I just thought they but, were they were fun to watch. They right. were exciting to watch. The direction, though, was rudderless. Right. The That's direction the point. was rudderless right. before you had no, LeBron. Like, the chances of... I mean, listen, the Clippers had a bunch of good young teams with Lamar Odom and Elton Brand. You know what I'm saying? Like... They're, they're, yeah, but that that was Quinn Richardson, own, right? But that was their own special blend of chaos with Donald Sterling. Okay, but what I'm saying is, it, the Lakers. You said the word. They were rudderless. They were rudderless. Okay. They were absolutely rudderless. So, <laughs> I, I mean, LeBron and LeBron came here with with a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, that was the thing that shocked everyone. Like, immediately, everyone, when he came here, was like, oh, they're going to trade everybody right away. Well, And it be, didn't happen right away. To be fair, he did think I, that he was going to be playing with Paul George. He did. He, he didn't think initially he was coming here just to play with the kids. Right. Thought he was going to play with Paul George. Right. He probably thought, we'll get Paul George first, we'll get AD. Remember then Russ yeah. threw the, the big party right. for him in OKC. Right. Kept him. Yeah. Yeah. And but nonetheless, he played a whole season with those kids. And remember, remember the trade deadline that year? Oh, yeah. Magic flew to Philadelphia to basically tell the the kids, stop being a bunch of pansies. Well, I mean, it doesn't. That's literally I mean, that's basically what he said. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help, though. Like Brandon Ingram was like at the line in Indiana. I remember this. And the crowd was chanting, LeBron's going to trade you. Right. Clap, 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 clap. clap. I may have that somewhere. It also didn't help that LeBron so openly wanted those guys. Yeah, he he didn't hide his. his, No. I mean, remember, do you remember when LeBron, finger quotes, took up for Harrison Barnes because Harrison Barnes got traded mid-game? And LeBron made this big stink about how teams are never loyal to their players, so why should players be loyal to a team? He was not taking up for Harrison Barnes. He was taking up for Anthony Davis. Correct. Wanting to leave New Orleans. Yes. He was using Harrison Barnes as a meat shield. Yeah, that's kind of like when Rob Palinka said that KCP was mana from heaven. Mm -hmm. Like, we all kind of knew what was happening after that. Yeah, he was was (laughs) mana for tampering is what he was. (laughs) All right, let's get back to the phones. Don't let Bergman win, okay? Oh, man. Jason and Downey, how are you? I'm going to quote the great Pat Riley, guys. I'm home. It feels like I'm home, man. It's great nice. to talk to you guys. Yeah. But but I'm going to say this. I haven't jumped just yet. Jump ship. Jump Ooh, ship. Close. Just yet. Yeah. My, my he boy, said ship. My boy AK said think. that. Can you hear me? No, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Jump the ship just yet. My boy AK said this on Travis and Sliwa. This is when they were still on the outside looking in. If they get to the seven or eight or even six, that means they played their tails off and they actually won the game that they had to win. 
So I think they could still do damage if they get through through the play-in. I'm just still a little nervous that they used up all their energy just to get there because of the damn right. intense start they did. Right. But but I but if, if I think if they get in the playoffs, I'm confident. And I'm going to comment on the on the Clippers. I'm going to quote the great Pedro Martinez the way he quoted the Yankees. Um, we just got to tip our cla- our caps to the Clippers and call them our daddies. Have a great day, guys. Hi, Jason. You almost made Laura have a heart attack three times over there. <laughs> Tres veces, Jason. Tres veces. Yeah, yeah. We've also, by the way, gotten a couple tweets in the circle of trust. Oh. When you were asking what possesses you to be that fan. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of alcohol tweets. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's fair. Never helps. Yeah. 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 One of them them did, though, throw in a nice bottle of uh, Mandala. It would be nice, actually. Let me go to Hector on the 405. Hector, what's the 405 looking at like right now? You know what? It cleared up right after Seal Beach. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. All right. I let Bergman win. I wanted to go ahead and touch base on two uh, main things that you guys already talked about, actually. And I, like you, Sedano, I think the two things could be true at one time. Um, I think it's a mixture of both that Tyron Liu has, you know, puts a little bit into the Clippers right before the Lakers games. And, you know, that's been the one constant when the Lakers have been losing to the Clippers over the last couple of years. Second, this is a, this is an, a, uh, an onion, right? There's layers to this. Yes. I think that after Kobe left, uh, he really left the void and nobody wanted to come play there. LeBron came in there because he's the next best thing after, you know, MJ, LeBron. We can get into, you know, MJ, Kobe, that discussion. Now, now with uh, with AD, he just doesn't fit that role. We need to go ahead and get somebody else that can, that can come in and really take that role from, from LeBron James. We made the wrong assumption, and now thinking back, maybe we should have kept Julian Randle. Uh, Julius Randle or Brandon Ingram, uh, and, and done something like that. But you know, in retrospect, uh, retrospect, they did what they had to do. And right now, we just—if we get into the tournament, we're going to have make a long run, and we have a plethora of you know of of experience on on the you know with our team for championships. Obviously, with LeBron, all we need to do is get in. I'd- yeah, listen, I, I'm with you on that. I, I didn't mean to cut you off because we're up against the break. But the reality is, you won a championship in 2020. You don't have to apologize after that. Like, you got that done, okay? Again, like he said and like I say, multiple things can be true at the same time. Right now, you're paying for some stuff, but you got the championship. The- it's, like, it's like the Rams, yeah, right? It, the, it happens, but it doesn't mean that they couldn't have made this version easier. Well, they sidetracked themselves with the Russ deal. Correct. And they spent a couple years unwinding a very, at best, risky, at worst, nonsensical trade. Right. And And by the way, they then took long to unwind that. That could have been unwound in the offseason. They could have. They they could have. And eventually they landed on something that I do think works. Yes. There was a lot of time spent in a situation that was not going to pay off the LeBron AD era. The other problem, though, with you got to replace AD, there ain't many players in the league better than him. That's true, especially when he's on. Let's tackle some of that on the other side, plus the latest of the playoff picture, more of your calls. You're not letting Bergman win. Excellent work in the first hour. 877-710-ESPN. We haven't taken calls on this show in months. 877-710-3776. What you need to know is coming up next. Since November, you haven't taken calls. Oh, November. Wow, you have it documented. Thank you. Appreciate mm. that. <laughs> That's six months, basically, almost. So, all right. There we go. So, keep it coming. We're back in two minutes.